0: Every day, 3,500 lives are lost in road accidents around the world. The FIA Manifesto for Global Road Safety calls on all governments to prioritize road safety and introduce effective legislation on key risk factors on the road. I signed the FIA Action for Road Safety pledge today, and you can too by visiting fia.com forward slash 3,500 lives. This episode is dedicated to all the friends and family we have lost. We pledge to do better for you. I'm Arafa and I'm in the UK. And I'm Mohammed, and I'm in the US. And you're listening to Slow Pit Stop. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Slow Pit Stop, where we'll be covering the Russian Grand Prix.
1: Uh, we have with us a very special guest, Fawad Sharif who is kind of a, an old Formula 1 fan who became a new Formula 1 fan recently. He's very unique. He missed out on all the boring middle stuff, but he's in mm-hmm. for the most exciting title right. fight we've had in decades. So, yeah. Fawad, why don't you introduce yourself and let us know when you got into Formula 1 and who your favorite driver and teams are.
2: Hello, everybody. My name is Fawad Sharif. Uh, I'm a veteran when it comes to Formula 1 racing. Well, basically, um, it goes back to the late 90s, where I started getting, uh, you know, interested in Formula One racing, mostly because of my cousin brother. He was totally into it. Uh, so it, it started off when uh, Ferrari was it was in, in its uh, upcoming, and, and, and when Senna was kind of phasing out and Schumacher was, you know, picking up, this was like that exact time where, where I was actually getting interested in it. And after that big heartbreak of Senna's accident, uh, I was even more interested in this because i like it, it, it was all about uh, living life in milliseconds, and, and the way I saw it was I was just out of school and uh, uh, go karting was a big thing back home, so it, that's how that was one of the reasons why it started off, and then then the video games came in mostly the computer games and Formula One again was one of the one of the most popular ones out there. So after that, then, uh, <clears throat> we started watching more races. And, uh, of course, Ferrari was my favorite back in the day. While my cousin liked Mercedes from ever, ever since, um, and drivers like Hacken and, and, uh, David Coulthard and, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya. They, they, they were amazing drivers of their time and the the best part was when we were seeing these cars um uh, go up against each other there was not as much tech involved and not as much as much safety involved either it was you were open to all kinds of elements and then and then uh it was it was pure rush watching watching these guys uh, go up against each other so yeah that's how it all started yeah
1: you are our second guest who got into this through the Formula One video game. Yeah. What is so important and special about this video game? Tell me a little about it.
2: Well, the, when, when it started off, these guys, uh, I think it was through EA Sports, where they had these uh, these video games that were pretty realistic, uh, e- e- even when it came to uh, emulating how the tracks were. From um, uh, from uh, Silverstone to Emola, I remember mm, uh, my cousin Wasik favorite was uh, the Silverstone track he had memorized each you know uh, turn the each chicane the names of each turn so yeah it it, was it was it was pretty interesting and then when we we went go-karting then we used to memorize those tracks and then we used to learn how to (laughs) how to understeer or oversteer you know trying to trying to mimic mimic what happened on the actual uh, tracks, and so yeah, the race, the video game itself was pretty interesting, and it was very popular back in the early two thousands, is what I remember. Yeah.
1: So, what is your who's your favorite team now coming back into Formula One? Are you still a what, Ferrari
2: guy? I, I, I I'm I, I always will have a soft corner for Ferrari for sure, but of course yeah. from 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 the way things are and right now with the with the intense uh, intense competition rivalry between the two top you know uh, men. Max Verstappen and uh, Lewis Hamilton, obviously, but but I, I kind of try to favor the underdogs sometimes, so I, I'm gonna go with Max in on this one. Like Hamilton is just a, he's he's achieved legendary status al- already, and, and I would want to back uh, the Honda Red Bull for now. <laughs> That's me.
1: So this is historic first. Arfa. This is our first ever Max Verstappen fan yeah. on the show. <laughs> yep, we have <laughs> been a Mercedes dominated podcast yeah, for so yeah, long. Yeah. We've- yeah but the, the other thing is
2: i i, I have I, I i'm kind of biased to a few others as well like i i really like uh, how the how the young lad um the mclaren uh driver so Rando. lando norris yeah he's been doing great and i think i think he's gonna go uh, a long way i mean he he came super close in this race and 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 i just yeah, absolutely yeah he was unlucky there and then um it, it all goes down to a lot of things actually of course mercedes has an amazing engine a great team a great driver and everything but uh, sometimes in the end of it these small little things like a tire changed made a big difference i feel like mm-hmm. like they all started off with i think hard tires was it and then they went into intermediates and stuff but then yeah so these are the things that that, so- that make a big difference you know it's not just who the driver is? Uh, I feel sometimes it yeah. comes down to these nitty-gritties of. Uh, Let
1: me ask you this. Yeah, what brought you back into Formula One? You, all you,
2: you guys to be, to be, <laughs> to be, to be, to be very honest. I mean, you guys are talking about it so much. I'm like, yeah, why am I missing out on all of this? <laughs> I started watching it. And then of course, uh, as soon as you know how the internet works, as soon as you look at one race on YouTube, suddenly my Facebook feeds are about it. My yeah. <laughs> Instagram feeds are about it. And I'm looking at these races and, you know, I'm looking at the highlights, all of that. And then again, so it, it got me back to the olden days and kind of, got back into it kind of Yeah, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> So it's thanks to you you two basically <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah
1: so we are coming out of the russian grand prix Arfa, do you want to just yeah. we're going to try something different this week normally we recap the race yeah we're going to experiment a little bit we're going to do the the finishing order but we're going to go backwards yeah so Arafat, why don't you go backwards yeah from the finishing so order and let us know
0: i thought i'd very quickly rush through the back 10 and then we can maybe spend a bit of time talking about the top 10 so in number In number uh, in twentieth place, even uh, was Mick Schumacher, who supposedly participated in the event. I have no idea what he was doing, but (laughs) he retired with a hydraulic (laughs) issue. Likewise, Latifi was also present, supposedly. Um, Mazepin was in eighteenth. The only thing I have to say about Mazepin is he had a helmet dedicated to all the. Olympic medalists from Russia yeah. that went to Tokyo. Yeah. Because obviously he's not allowed to race under the Russian flag. Ooh. Uh I didn't know this that. year, Mazapin, because the Russian sporting federation doping, blah, 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 all that right. drama. So Mazapin is not allowed to race under the Russian flag, which is why his entire car is painted like the Russian the flag. Russian flag. So-, um... so Sochi is
1: also the Olympic like village yeah. for Russia. So, so it's all is, just yeah.
0: oddly political there. It anyway, is oddly political. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In seventeenth was Sonoda, sixteenth was Giovinazzi. Um, So apparently Giovinazzi was not connected with the uh, pits the entire race because he had no radio, uh, so he couldn't <laughs> hear hilarious. anyone, and uh, yeah. everyone watching didn't know he was there either. <laughs> uh, so finally we went to fifteenth Leclerc, Leclerc. He pitted later than anyone. He yeah. uh, was one of the casualties of the rain, and he ended up from I can't remember where he was to start with, but he he fell right down. Uh, to 15th and then just ahead of him in 14th and Ocon who had a bit of an anonymous race. Gasly was in 13th and then finally the Aston Martin drivers in 12th and 11th hitting each other on their way around. And then Stroll also got a penalty for hitting Gasly too. Um, So not a great race for Aston Martin. Yeah. Um, Real disappointment for them this week, especially given such big statements of intent Um, So they started working on their new facilities at Silverstone. I think they're spending millions and millions, maybe billions, um, you know, setting up state of the art facilities, wind tunnel, all that kind of stuff. So,
2: yeah. So, so Aston Martins kind of remind me My of how the the Minardis right. were in the in the two thousands and uh, and the early, late nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you used to have Schumacher and Hacking and literally mm-hmm. uh, lapping them uh, on on uh, different different yeah laps, and uh, you could hear them on the radio saying, "Oh yeah, these Minadis are like like literally like roadblocks sometimes." So. <laughs>
1: Unfortunately,
2: <laughs> Aston Martins really need to. Is that not more like to be? I think Haas is more like that. Not
1: more like Huss. Like sounds like Huss. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It does sound like hus You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Oh boy, this is this yeah. is why we need you on the show because you have these historical insights.
2: Yeah, I, I because I, I yeah I, I I used to I used to watch a lot of old old F1 with Beer, So Vassieber.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: So and I'm yeah. slowly getting back to the new new ones now. So thanks to all of
0: you
1: guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Right, so who is 10th? Okay. Thought, let's keep going. So yeah, should we jump into the top ten? Right. So in tenth position yeah. we had George Russell. Um, I think we've got more to say about George in his qualifying. Oh yeah. Um, we've got more to say about George in his qualifying. Um, he he had a really good race strategy. He was the first person, uh, to pit onto intermediate tires. Uh, when it was raining. So it was on lap forty seven. He was in P eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh he pitted from uh intermediate he pitted onto intermediate, sorry, uh came out and overtook everybody that was losing time on their dry tires. Um so really good strategy all around, especially on the weekend as well. Um I mean on Saturday. Uh so yeah, more points for the Williams. In ninth place yes. was Sergio Perez who lost out with the rain. Um, and then in 8th we had kimi raikkonen who had the best finish of his the season so far um he was the only other person apart from russell and bottas who pitted for inters on lap 47 uh, and jumped ahead of everyone he started he was in 13th place um i think the only other person that pitted on lap 47 was yuki sonoda but instead of going onto wet tires he went onto even softer t- tires <laughs> uh, and just spent a lap sliding around everywhere. Uh, what, was he do- what was
1: he doing? He's, he started like 17th, ended 17th, and then pitted to soft tires when it started raining. Yeah. What what happened there? What?
0: <laughs> I don't understand. Like Because sometimes people do gambles. And I think people that pitted very early, their gamble was, look, it's going to rain more. It's time to be on the wet tire. For some reason, he went, we're going to go even drier um and I, I i can't make sense of it it's i, I don't know if, if it suddenly in the 30 seconds become warmer and dry he would have looked like a genius but instead just, but, it just it was just tragic
1: but they all have the same weather information and we'll talk about that later with lando but they all have the same weather it was not going to get you yeah. know at a certain point Alpha Tori Toro Rosso needs to step in and be like, "What? No, Yuki, we're not." No, but was it their
0: decision? That. I don't know if it was Sonota's decision. I don't know if he decided uh, to. Okay, fair
1: enough. I, I don't knows know about where that call came from.
0: 17. Someone <laughs> made the call to put him onto extra soft tires and yeah, ruin his race. Yeah, let's was go to Lando.
1: Let, let's go. Let's go to Lando, but yeah. we won't. We won't get into detail with him. Let's finish out the top ten, and then we'll get into detail with. Lando yeah. and Lewis.
0: So Lando obviously would have, should have won that race. We'll come back and talk about how strategy um, massively impacted that. Um, but in sixth place was Alonso. Um, he scored points in all but four races this year.
1: Wow.
0: I think people are laughing so much at the way he just cut the first corner at the race. He was just trolling <laughs> the FIA being like, I'm back. I have nothing to lose. Penalize me if you want. Otherwise, I'm going to take some points here. Yeah. Fifth place, we had Bottas. He took a late engine penalty. Um, he supposedly was supposed to defend against Verstappen, but that didn't really happen. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the decision to pit and go into Inter is only George Russell pitted before him. So he jumped from 14th to 5th because of the clever tyre strategy. Um, and he was
1: stuck in 14th for so long. yeah. So I didn't even realize he finished 5th. Yeah, people were like, exactly. he finished 5th. I was like, what? When did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh,
0: Fourth place, we had Daniel Ricardo. I think it was a solid fourth place finish. He's done so much better since the summer break. Um, He scored 44 points since coming back. His total points are 95. So, you know, you look at the whole year and basically half his points have come in the last four races. Um, Third. Third, we had Carlos Sainz. Um, Yeah. Bit anonymous, bit disappointing. You know, he managed to get up into first. He had a, a good race then. Pitted slightly, unusually. Um, and then just got stuck and stagnated in the middle of the but, race.
1: But was it disappointing? Because look, he got into first. He was fighting with Lando. He lost the lead. <coughs> he was in second. So you figure he's either going to finish first or second. And then Lewis is behind them. He's charging them down. Let's assume it's a, it was a dry race and Lewis got around a Lando. He would have finished third. It would have been Lewis, Lando, Sainz. So I think that's pretty much where... He was I, I think his finish. first
0: stop killed him so he stopped at lap 14 whereas other people you know were stopping around 22 25 yeah. 26 something like that so he got stuck be- further back than he should have been he pitted early onto the intermediate tires he went on lap 48 so you know he he did leapfrog a few people he had that so i think he could have even got second if it's if his mm. strategy had worked out a little bit better so
1: yeah, it's it's absolutely insane that Max Verstappen finished second in this race. Yeah. Everybody including himself was surprised. He finished exactly. second and he was like, "What?" So, I I think yeah, there's probably opportunity for other people to finish second.
2: Yeah, that that that's one of the reasons why I no, I'm, I'm, I'm banking on Verstappen.
1: <laughs> He's like this underdog who comes,
2: comes out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Literally came out of nowhere this time.
0: <laughs> but um on the F1 uh, official website and all of that they've released his last couple of laps um and you can see uh, Charles Leclerc go off in front of him and he suddenly yeah. starts having a discussion with his pit crew and they come in for inters then and that's I think if he had been a little bit further up the road and ahead of Charles Leclerc and not seen him slide off uh he may have just kept going but yeah in he, some he was way in the this- right place at the right time
1: exactly in some ways being in seventh place at that time was a huge blessing for him because yeah. he basically had nothing to lose he's like i can get on the inters maybe it's good maybe it's bad whatever but you know because of that he's able to take this gamble and win
0: i i think all of this this chat that we're talking about basically what happened is we had a normal and dry race and then we had rain and there was mm-hmm. strategy and there was risky decisions to be made um and that's what it really comes down to with Lando and Lewis and Verstappen.
2: Yeah, so, so, so yeah, that's what I, uh, I would want to uh, uh, second what uh, Arafat was saying about the race and how uh, how uh, a lot of uh, the pit uh, pit stop strategy helped, and then the tire strategy really, really helped. All in all, I think it was definitely no, I'm uh, a Mercedes um, I'm all through kind of race with what their strategy and their engineers were uh thinking it, it just really worked for them But uh, you gotta give it up to max verstappen for for starting from back at the so grid to getting to the say. second place it's 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 outstanding yeah.
0: so we have uh we have lost our guest fawad to parenting duties um but we shall we shall persevere on without him and try and uh Stare at each other's faces over over these camera screens and not get bored of each other. Um, I can I never get bored a, of you. I shall eat my peanut butter brownie while talking to you. So, basically, what I wanted to get into was Lando's race. I think what happened after the race, there was two camps. There was people that were just absolutely heartbroken that he didn't, that he missed out on his first ever win, and then there. Um, were people that said, well, it's his own fault because it was that radio message where they said, should we come in for intermediates? And he went, no. Um, and I think people think, well, he made a bad decision and he had to live with that. I think what this is all about is in Formula One, when it comes to strategy, what we've seen time and time again this year is it's so much harder to lead than it is to follow so we saw this in qualifying on Saturday Mercedes were leading the way they were faster than everyone and they didn't go onto the slicks until too late so because Mercedes were in the front they couldn't risk losing their you know safety laps so to speak whereas the opposite happened in the race Mercedes were now behind um Lando was at the front and he's leading and for him to say right I'm going to come in and pit and go into intermediate tires was a huge risk because what if he just suddenly drops 20 30 seconds behind Hamilton and Hamilton just romps off and wins the race? So I think it's much much harder as the leader to make the right strategy to call.
1: Let's get into qualifying for a bit because a lot of things happen in qualifying beyond just the tire strategy. Um, so there was a the tire strategy, and then there was also Lewis Hamilton crashing into the pit wall on his entry, which is not something that has happened for a very, very long time where he's made a rookie mistake like that. And then there's all this conversation online about is that pressure getting to Lewis? Is Max in his head? Is he not able to take it, you know, take the the, the stress of a championship? What do you think, Arfat?
0: Yeah, it's not just that. He also took out his friend Jack Mechanic uh, at one point because yeah. in practice, he knocked the guy backwards. Um, I think if you're in Red Bull, if you're in Mercedes, you're feeling the pressure. That's not just the drivers, that's the pit crew, that's um, people back in the factory. They, they, They can't say that they're not feeling pressure. Everybody is because every single point is now so important that we see, you know, small mistakes can have huge ramifications.
1: I think you're right. And I think it's not just Mercedes, Red Bull. Red Bull are the masters of the sub two second pit stop. They were the first team to do it. They do it regularly. They've done it this season. and yet. They've had slow pit stops. There you go. Trademark name. Boo-boo. But they've had slow pit stops back to back last race in this race as well. You know, and so I think you're right. I think people are feeling the stress.
0: My feeling is going into the rest of the season, you're either going to see, you know, both teams making mistakes, things being thrown away, and it'll just stay being really, really close, or... Verstappen and Red Bull will get it all together and just suddenly win four or five races in a row and suddenly all the tension will be taken away because it'll be obvious that he's going to be champion.
1: So I do think we want to, I want to talk about the title fight properly later, but another really important thing that happened in qualifying and um, kind of set the grid for the next day was Lewis Hamilton, when he got into his accident, he slowed down Valtteri Bottas and that kind of compromised Valtteri Bottas's final Q3 sector or Q3 lap times. And so he started like seventh or something. And then the Mercedes said, you know what? We're going to take another engine penalty and have you start in the back. So there's all this conversation about, are we going to have Valtteri? Are they doing that? So Valtteri Bottas can slow down Max Verstappen. Because he was taking his engine penalty the same weekend. And Bottas just took an engine penalty last week. So why is he changing his engine again? What do you think? In my opinion, I don't think that Mercedes did that on purpose because Valtteri isn't a good roadblock to Matt. He's never been a good block on Max Verstappen. And, and, you know, when it comes to the Constructors' Championship, like you said, every point matters. So wouldn't you want your driver to start higher? Especially Sergio Perez was starting lower than Max. So why would you purpose... Or sorry, starting lower than Valtteri. So why would you purposely lower Valtteri? I don't know. What do you think happened with that whole thing? Because it, it ended up working. He held him up for like a lap and a half and that was it.
0: Yeah. So Valtteri changed his engine at the last race but there was some problem with it I don't know what the problem was there was some problem with it and actually in qualifying he ended up using an even older engine with more mileage on it so he ended up going to a much older engine and Mercedes went well this one's clearly going to break at some point we're going to need to swap again so that's why they made that decision if if they wanted to him to hold up Verstappen they would have left him higher up they would have left him where he was because eventually Verstappen's going to arrive there wherever he is you know
1: so that was qualifying, which was crazy enough. Uh, getting to the actual race, a couple different things uh, to talk about. One was the start. Uh, anything stick out to you from the start? Lewis kind of you know dove down the inside, had the opportunity to go from uh, fourth to second pretty quickly, but then he kind of got swamped and had to back out. That's because, again, he is fighting for a championship, but it allowed Carlos Sainz and George Russell to have really good starts. In fact, that, that was the best start I've seen from George Russell all season.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's the interesting mix coming into this part of the season is Lewis is having to think about bigger picture, whereas the people around him, George Russell, Carlos Sainz, only have to think about this race. Yeah. And so the risk they are willing to take is completely different.
1: Um, and then Carlos Sainz, he gets ahead of uh, Lando at the start, which was actually really, really good driving from him. But then again, Russia is known for uh favoring whoever starts in second place just the way the track is Yeah, just because it's so Um,
0: long that first straight is so long that you just sit behind the person first and get all the the benefit of them punching a hole in the air for you and then you just slip straight past him
1: yeah which is exactly what he did actually Mm -hmm. uh and then george had a pretty good start too he was in third and then that we kind of had like the starting set where Lewis was in fourth for a while, Lando, Carlos, and then... uh, Sorry, Carlos, Lando. And then later, Lando overtook Carlos Sainz. And then he kind of kept the lead for a long time. And I think this is probably a good time to talk about all the drama that happened at the end of the race.
0: I think when you look at the race in itself, so it started raining. He was holding on in front of... You know, Lewis was hunting him down, hunting him down. And I think the way Lewis was driving... You know, he was just chipping away, chipping away. And some people said, well, you know, every time he came close, he started understeering. He wouldn't have really made it past. I think Lewis knew he only had one shot at it. And mm-hmm. so he was trying to wait for the perfect moment. And Lando was doing an amazing defensive job. Mm-hmm. The rain came and Lewis went, this is even more of an opportunity for me to get ahead mm-hmm. because it's going to be harder for Lando. Because if if there's no grip and, you know, Lando goes off the track Lewis knows Lewis can see in front of him okay there's grip here there's no grip there so Lando was doing a great job the rain came he stayed on the slick tires and where McLaren made their mistake if you looked at when Bottas pitted within you know his outlap of something was like eight seconds faster than Lando Norris they should have looked at that and gone oh my god the intermediate tires are so much faster he's pulled eight seconds on an outlap There's a lot of people on the internet blaming Landon Norris for this decision. What do you you think about that?
1: Yeah, so I was going to talk about that because like, you know, the memory is a weird thing. Um, This is how I remember things happening. And it's not really how it happened. But this is how I remember things happened. And I think this is a lot of people are the same as me. But I remember him. I remember his team messaging, uh, radioing him and saying, it's starting to rain. You know, umbrellas are going up. Let's bring you in for inters. And then he shouts out, "No, I can, I can handle, I can keep it on." And then, a little bit later, his team radios him again and says, "Let's bring you in. It's going to be raining." And then he says, "I can handle it. It's only four more laps." And I think at one point he even says, "Shut up." So that's how I remember it. And it kind of sounds like his team is insisting he he, he come in, and Lando is saying there's only four laps left that can make it. But that's not actually what happened. You know, it was actually a lot more muddier than that, and I didn't realize that. Until people on Twitter started posting the real transcript to be like, everybody is remembering this wrong. Lando didn't insist on staying out when his team insisted on bringing him in. What more happened was his team was very lukewarm about it. They were like, hey, Lando, what do you want to do? Lando can only see the rain that's falling on him in the current moment. He doesn't have weather radar technology built into his head. So he's like, it's drizzling. It's only drizzling on two corners of the lap of the lap. There's four laps left. I can probably take this car to the finish line. And Lewis Hamilton behind him is saying the same exact thing to his engineers. And then the difference is that Mercedes comes on and says, we have uh, an idea that it's going to rain a lot more in about 40 seconds. So come into the pits. So Lewis followed through with that and he changed. Whereas McLaren went on the radio and they said, hey, Lando what do you think about pitting? And again, he only knows what's going on around him. So he's like, I'm fine. It's not new information. And this
0: is the thing about leading. So if you're Verstappen and you're like way away in that moment, it makes sense to take a risk because you're like, why not? Let's gamble on changing tires. We might suddenly jump ahead of people. Whereas if you're already in first place, you have so much to lose.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the reality is that this really wasn't fully Lando's fault. I mean, after the, the race, he said, it's all my fault. I take full responsibility. It's really not. I think it's the team's fault because they they should have told him that there's more race coming. And all these teams have the same weather technology. You know, it's not like they're developing their own weather tech. And so that's kind of like back to Yuki Sonoda. Why the hell did he pit onto soft tires when it started raining? The most asinine decision of the race. But You know, (laughs) McLaren should have told uh, Lando. And he even said it after, you know, when he was talking to Lewis. That was actually kind of a nice moment. Lewis was trying to cheer him up. But he he was like, yeah, my team didn't tell me what your team told you. That's going to race a lot more. So it's really not his fault. So the narrative that Lando doesn't have the experience to handle it. No, he actually made the
0: same call. Exactly. I agree. And if you think about it, people saying Lando didn't know what to do. didn't have the experience. He wanted to stay out. And that was the exact same thing. Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion, now 100-race winner. That was the exact same thing he wanted to do. Yeah. So Lewis Hamilton yeah. wanted to stay up, but his team gave him different information and said, no, you have to come in. And, you know, we we're, were talking about this thing of Lando's input. So I've got the transcript in front of me of qualifying. Yeah, read it. Where there – so his, his, his engineer, Will, you know, he's talking about – you know, there's a couple of cars are put on slicks. We're keeping an eye, just signs behind you. And then Lando goes, okay, let me know what you think of slicks because it could be a decent choice. And he says, yeah, okay, we're making a decision. Box this lap. We're just going to make a call as to which tire. And then Lando suddenly gets more animated. He goes, I want soft. I want soft. And his engineer, Will, goes, you'd like the soft tire? He goes, yeah, it's a risk. It's a risk for sure. Um, and, you know, Lando pushed that decision. But Lando going on to slicks and qualifying was what put him on pole position so it's because of lando's ability that he was he was in that position to win yeah. a race um, so i think all these people saying oh he was inexperienced he was pig-headed arrogant whatever I, no i think he just he only has the information that's in front of him and for that you know he did the exact same thing that lewis hamilton wanted to do it's only mm-hmm. because lewis hamilton's team told him to do something else that lewis won that race
1: yeah, if anything, this what this race showed me is that Lando Norris is a very special driver and I think if McLaren can't step up to the plate and become a title championship fighting team, I can see him moving to Red Bull or Ferrari or Mercedes or whoever is the title championship team because time and time again, we've seen him have these really mature drives throughout the season. This is a really good example of him leading the entire time, holding off Lewis Hamilton and... You know, it yes, the, the call was wrong. But, you know, everybody was so depressed and sad. To me, it was like, had he won this, it would have been cream on the top. For me, it was more like a sneak peek into the future when he will be winning races yeah. and fighting. You know how the future. last
0: couple of years, it's been sort of Hamilton, Bottas winning everything. And Verstappen would like just be there kind of constantly yeah. irritating them and getting yeah. them onto the podium and sneaking a couple of wins and things. Yeah. My feeling is going into the next era, that's the role Lando Norris will play. I don't think you know I think the rich teams are going to be the teams that are fighting for the championship but Lando will be there sneaking a few wins um, just being inconveniently fast getting on the podium blocking people I think I think that's what we're gonna see from him next year.
1: yeah um, I agree and I, I actually think you know the cream always rises to the to the top. And I know you were saying that earlier about, like, Max Verstappen. I think you put yeah. that in our show notes. And Max Verstappen, he's the cream that rises to the top. Exactly. And I think we'll yeah. see that with the best drivers find the best teams. And I have a feeling yeah. Lando won't be relegated to a third place for too long. No. Um, yeah. I agree. So that was but our the race. The next thing to talk about
0: mm-hmm. is Lewis Hamilton got his 100th race win. Yeah. Um, which is a crazy achievement it's huge um and it's really funny because on social media now all these other companies and sponsors and everyone is sharing all these videos of him getting 100 wins um and the last time we saw that was when he got the seventh world championship so yeah it almost felt like he'd he'd won like i know it's a huge achievement but it almost felt like
1: he won the championship yeah Yeah." well
0: or even (laughs) if if verstappen gets the championship he's like well i got my 100 wins it's like it's it's you know what i mean
1: He's yeah, got his own yeah, thing yeah. going on. It's, uh, it is uh, it is really incredible. And it's like, you know, it's funny because when, this is also his, I think, nine year anniversary of being with Mercedes. And people are sharing all these clips from when he switched from McLaren to Mercedes. And everyone was like, oh, you have made the worst decision. Yeah. McLaren, and Mercedes is such a bad There's team. There's so much
0: about he's only gone there for money.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's an ego thing and he he should stick it out with McLaren. But actually he had read the writing on the wall, which was that McLaren was in a huge decline and he jumped ship at the exact right time. He switched to inters at the exact right time Yeah, exactly. and made a huge, huge benefit. So kudos to Lewis Hamilton. We are watching history in front of our eyes. Whoever wins this championship, I think this championship is going to be remembered for a long time for a lot of reasons you know sometime earlier like in, in the mid-season break people were talking about what is the snapshot of this championship is it lewis starting alone is it the silverstone crash but there's so many moments like that yeah. this year that you this has been a like, great season
0: is it? Really, is really it really good
1: max on top of lewis like it's yeah, such an amazing yeah so
0: but there's so much of lewis's career to talk through that we obviously can't get through at all and um, yeah there's loads of highlights out there for people to watch but i thought i'd come up with a little quiz so obviously this was going to be a competition between you and forward but he's been pulled away for for parenting duties so i'm just going to ask these questions to you and uh, let's see how well you do so i've got five questions Mm, let's say you get 20 points per question so let's see if you can get 100 as well (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so question one lewis hamilton's first win came in 2007 but which track was it at?
1: China. China. Right?
0: <laughs> no, it was in Montreal, It's <laughs> Canada.
1: Oh, no, that's what I meant. Canada, 2007. China's where he crashed and lost the championship.
0: Yeah. Uh, Is Canada and China uh, the same in your mind? Is this how, uh, like, American you are? They're just other? Uh, 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 <laughs> All right. Number two. <laughs> Lewis won his first world championship in 2008. And on the way to victory, he won the Monaco Grand Prix. How many times in his career has he won at Monaco?
1: Four. Four times, I think.
0: Three.
1: No! So 2008,
0: <laughs> 2016, and 2019. Ah, uh, okay. So right. another famous statistic about Let's Lewis Hamilton. I'm
1: start Googling these questions as I you ask them.
0: <laughs> well, Lewis has won one race for every season he's been in Formula One, which mm, that's know, really hasn't cool. been matched by anyone. So the other wow. interesting fact is he's, he's won races for the last 15 consecutive seasons, which only Schumacher has also achieved. So if Lewis Hamilton wins one race next year, he then has the world record for most consecutive seasons with wins. But anyway, so he's won a race every season he's been in F1. Mm But in 2013, it was his least successful year. He only won one race. Which circuit was it at? 2013, he won one
1: race. That was when he switched to
0: Mercedes, yeah. Mm, Malaysia. Hungary.
1: (laughs) Oh, shoot. I should have known that. That's like, uh, okay, I'm just losing all of these. But that's okay. It's it's a... (laughs) It's educational <laughs> time for me. But one would not have known any of these, any by of no, the way. No, 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 he was no. out of it for the whole so, time. Um, so, <laughs> okay. number
0: four. Lewis Hamilton has won at many circuit multiple times. He holds the yeah. joint record with Michael Schumacher for most wins at the same Grand Prix. So, Schumacher won the French Grand Prix eight yeah. times. Which two Grand Prix has Lewis Hamilton won eight times?
1: Hungary and Silverstone.
0: Yes, correct. Yes,
1: finally one question <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I i'm last... gonna give myself the first one because i i deserved it
0: yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> so the last one is um so lewis Hamilton's is now obviously number one in terms of all-time race wins can how many of more people in the top 10 can you name and do you know how many races they've all won
1: schumacher 91 uh santa yep. 51 uh, uh what's his name alan prost 40 something um so they're the other way around Oh, uh, Alan Prost, 51, Senna, uh, 41. Yeah. Um, Sebastian I like how you call also... him Alan as well. Is it not Alan? <laughs> what,
0: what is it, his it, name? It, it is and it isn't. He's French, so it's Alan.
1: Okay, I didn't hear a difference in what you said. There's, there's uh,
0: A-L-A-I-N, so not Alan. Alan. Alan.
1: <laughs> Alan Prost. <laughs> um, uh, uh. Sebastian. Um, John, Juan, Pablo Montaya. um, yep. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I've got. <laughs>
0: so Lewis is on one hundred, Michael's yeah. ninety-one, and then in third yeah. place is Vettel with fifty-three. Oh. Prost is fifty-one. Senna, Senna has forty-one, and then just behind Senna is Alonso with thirty-two. <gasps> wow, good Mansell with thirty-one, Stewart mm. with twenty-seven. Clark with 25 and Lauda with 25. And just to put that into context, so like, you know, Clark, Stewart, Lauda, this is drivers from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So, you know, decades and decades ago, winning 25, 26, 27 races. Mm -hmm. And modern drivers, you know, like Daniel Ricciardo has eight wins, uh, Verstappen has 17. Before Lewis Hamilton, Michael Schumacher, that would have been, you know, a very, very respectable career you know there's people that are world champions like mm-hmm. Mika a that are not in this top 10 that have not won 20 races but you know for, for hamilton to then go ahead and get a hundred when that's what everyone else is achieving it's it's yeah. just
1: we're gonna remember lewis hamilton for a very long time uh coming now to the title fight with lewis and max we talked a little bit about it earlier with the engine penalties but Going forward, we've got seven tracks remaining. We go next to Turkey and then the United States and then Mexico, Brazil, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and then Abu Dhabi. And Qatar isn't uh, fully like announced yet, but it's like 99.9% we're going to Qatar. Uh, yeah. So tell me, Arafat, how do you break these tracks down? Mercedes tracks, Red Bull tracks, neutral tracks. How do you think each one is going to play out?
0: So last year, Red Bull were very strong at Abu Dhabi. They're expected to win in Mexico. They're expected to win in Brazil. So I think, you know, it's advantage Red Bull on those three. There's no other circuit I can see that I'm going, this is definitely a Mercedes track. You know, we had that with Monza. We had that with Russia. And Mercedes took the win in Russia. But actually, you know, they they didn't make enough of these two races what they wanted to do is build up a bit of a buffer to compensate for places that are going to be weaker down the line. So I think Mercedes are going to have a huge fight on their hand. It's definitely mm-hmm. advantage max all the way from mm-hmm. now to the end of the season.
1: Okay. And then predictions for Turkey. How do you think it's going to go? I'll give my prediction. Actually, yep. before you do, I should shout out Asmara, our guest from the last race recap we did. She said she wanted Leclerc on the podium and Lewis winning. So she was half, sort of right. Lewis won, but Sainz was on the podium. So congratulations to Smara for her spur-of-the-moment prediction that kind of came through. Yeah.
0: One Ferrari driver is not that different to the other.
1: <laughs> They're the same this season.
0: So Turkey, I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton first. Okay. I'm going to say Verstappen second. And I'm going to say Vittel third.
1: Ah, very nice. I'm also going to say... Lewis first, um, just because uh, he won there last year and we don't have a lot of historical data. (laughs) Verstappen second. And uh, my third, I'm going to say Lando Norris. I think we're going to get his fifth podium of the year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about?
0: Mm, No, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy my peanut butter brownie.
1: Very nice. Well, thank you everyone for listening to us. Next time we'll be back in an off week. So we'll be talking about a very high level subject, which is uh, why aren't there more women in Formula One? We had the incredible opportunity to sit down with a Filipina karting driver. um, And then after that, we'll be doing our Turkey Race Recap. So we hope you join us then. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. This has been a production for Not That Good Media.